This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey, friendships. Welcome to What Day Is It, a.k.a. your digital version of Happy Hour. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jackie. And we're here to bring you that perfect balance of juicy pop culture gossip mixed with valuable AF conversations to level up your life. Think of us as your digital BFFs, bringing you 100% realness. Yeah, none of that BS. So get ready to laugh, learn, relate, and celebrate not having it all together. P.S. It's not drinking alone if you're listening to What Day Is It. I just think the Met Gala themes are always like so vague and can be interpreted in so many different ways. And I don't like when people aren't on theme. Like, and why don't we get explanations of the outfits? I mean, I know it's only the date. Well, that's kind of what I wish we would get. And I think sometimes people do post it on like their personal Instagrams, but um, it, yeah, it definitely is open to interpretation. The themes a lot of the time, which I get in an extent because like, you want the creativity with fashion and people to like think outside the box and the designers to have things to work with. Um, so that everybody doesn't like show up in the same thing, but I just, I don't know. This year's was very underwhelming to me. Okay, where are we starting? <laughs> what do you want to do? A little life update? Sure. Well, I know you have a pretty big life update. Okay. Well, what do you have to update me on? I, my brain is not working. Why am I here? I don't know, but <laughs> why, why do I, I, okay. I don't really have anything big. Um, I drank every weekend. What? I drank <laughs> every night on the weekend. I had like a really fun night out on Saturday. I just like went dancing with some friends and then Sunday, Sunday, fun day at the parlor in Vancouver. And I didn't have shots Saturday night. I was very proud of myself because this is new Jackie. She's trying really hard not to do shots. So I didn't have any Saturday. I had... Excuse me. Have I influenced you? No. It's just because I I noticed like when the shots come out, I just... It's just too much. Like I'm getting too old to be able to to do those. Okay. So I'm just trying to... Okay. So you are on the same page I'm not trying to subconsciously... Stop completely. I'm just trying to limit my intake of shots because I feel like it's like a thing you do when you're younger. And it's fine to do like some every now and then. Like I'm not writing them off completely, but I just can't do them as regularly anymore. I noticed that's when I start to like forget things uh, when I throw a couple shots in there. Anyways, I was so proud of myself on Saturday night. And again, I had the best time. I remembered everything. I just like danced and had a good time. Sunday had a fun day, Sunday, fun day. And then I did shots. (laughs) I did shots. And I remember like everything up until leaving. And then it just kind of got a little spacey. So I don't do shots except when I do. Well, I tried really hard. Like I made, I made a pact with my friend Claudia and said no shots today. We looked each other in the eye and said no shots, and we ended up doing shots. Wow, it's hard to say no when like everyone's doing it around you and they're just passing them to you. Is it? I have an easy time. You okay? But you like have to fight people, including me. Yeah, but it's not hard. I just, I like, I genuinely have no desire to do a shot. So I'm just like, nah, go for it, bro. Do I have problems saying no? I mean, I definitely do know know this about myself. Like, I have a hard time letting people down, whether it's, like, hanging out or clearly doing shots. I always say yes, and I need to really work on that. That's something we're working on here. Yeah, but the way I look at it is, like, are you really letting someone down if you don't take a shot? 
it's, it's not I, that big of a thing I don't do well if someone's like doing a shot and they look at me and they're like I don't want to do it alone like can you do it with me and I'm like fuck fine like I just don't do well being like no like you're solo dolo like no I mean I guess that's true I do always just offer you up if someone wants to do a shot I'm like no but Jack you will yeah but it's okay because progress and then we had a little setback Sunday but we'll bounce back I have a wedding this weekend so hopefully I don't do shots you will definitely do shots at the wedding. No, there's I a don't place know. to do shots. I would do it at a wedding. Stop! Stop putting this into the universe. I'm not doing them. Okay, balance. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, that's my life update. Um, I actually have a funny story. So our friend Shauna C. Schroeder, she's been on the podcast before. She DM'd me last night, and it was the funniest DM ever because I, I really think she like meant to message someone else i'm gonna read it out loud because i'm sure if you're a long time just exposing shaughnessy i love no it's okay she goes at 6 p.m i'm getting a group together to go to at tailgate tall boys june 15th to 19th and i wanted to see if you want to come i figure since you you love country music you'd love it we already bought tickets and i really want to go here's the lineup figured i'd get a group of friends together and we could all get a house for the weekend i was like Wait. Rude. I didn't get this message, Shaughnessy. <laughs> Rude. I was like, wait, Shaughnessy, I'm laughing. Why did you think I love country music? I love you. I feel like this message was not for me and meant for Bailey. And she was like, wait, you don't? I thought you were trying to convince Bailey to like it. I'm dead. So I think she thought that you hated country, but really it's the other way around. You like it now and you're trying to convince me. Well, so I that's still never you got get the invite. So you wow. didn't get the invite because she thought you hated country. I think this is so funny though. I was like, Wait, did, do I give off country vibes? Definitely not. But you did just post a photo on country boots, like Western boots. So Okay, but that's different. I know, but maybe she saw that and was like, oh, yeah, Jackie is the country girl I thought she is. What, just because I post a zebra purse, I'm a safari girl? Maybe. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, me, yours, and Sarah's podcast. Uh, am I okay? Never. Me, yours, and Sarah's posts all had zebra in them. I love zebra. I've always been on a zebra kick. I've got those zebra, zebra boots. Too. I got those zebra pants. I know, but I Sarah commented top. on my Sarah commented on my post, being like, "I influenced this." I'm. I don't know if I did, but I'm just gonna take full ownership. <laughs> and I was like, "I'll let you have this moment." <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, okay, what else is going on? Well, I guess I will spill the tea. I am moving to Calgary for two months. Not permanently, but I'm going to be a Calgary girl. Yeah, I guess are. the country is... I am the country girl out of the yeah. two of us. <laughs> Better pack all those Western boots. Yeah, well, I only have two pairs and they're the exact same <laughs> pair of boots, just different colors. Cool, that's so exciting. I mean, obviously, we've already talked about this and I'm excited for you. I'm like, low-key, like, whatever. Fine, just go to Calgary. You don't even hang out with me anymore. You're out being a bar star downtown okay yeah doing all the shots no we had a conversation about this you're too busy i'm really not that busy people just think i'm that busy and then i don't get invites anywhere because they just assume that i'm busy but really i'm at home on my couch okay you know what let's actually dissect this let's have a therapy session really quick on the podcast (laughs) because bailey and i often make plans and we often reschedule and so 
I would see Bailey a lot more if we didn't have to always reschedule. And so in my mind, I just think Bailey's busy. When's the last time we made a plan? We made plans in January for every month and then every time we had to cancel. Yeah, but it was we made shoot. We made shoot day plans. No, it's not always you. I'll give you that. But I think there's like a 70-30 divide. 60-40. Mm, okay. Okay, fair. I'll, I'll settle for a 60-40. But I said to Bailey, you're just busy. Like she was like, I want to go and be able to like call up my friends all the time. And I was like, yeah, it's a little bit tougher because we live in different cities here. Yeah. And here's the thing, like when I want to hang out with you, I want to hang out with you. I don't want to like work and I consider like shooting shit work. Like I feel like I am fine to reschedule those things because it's not like us going and grabbing drinks or like doing dinner or like something like that. Like you and I tend to always do ask to like hang out and do work stuff. Wait, I brought this up to you one time and you said, but that's fun work to me. (laughs) No, you're the one who kept saying that's fun work. I swear I will find it in the text okay, friendship. Okay. You're witnessing a B and J argument on the pod. But you were like, no, I don't mind. That's fun work. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. But whatever. We'll just have to hang out before you go. That's fine. It's fine. Watch us never hang out again. <laughs> You're literally moving away. No, I'm coming to Calgary. I will be there early July. So I will see you. Thank God. Okay. Wow. I'll see you in July, bitch. It's May. <laughs> Well, you're leaving June, what, June 14th? Um, just shy of, a, or just over a month from today, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll see each other before. I'm committed. Okay. Send me your dates. I'll ske- I'll schedule in four so we cannot not hang out. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Friendships, place bets, because I don't know if it's going to happen. They're going to be just watching stories now to see if we hang out. But yeah, guys, Bailey's moving to Calgary. I'm excited for her. I'm sad. I'm going to have FOMO senior snaps with Allie and Taylor, but I'll be there in July. So it's okay. All right. What else do we want to talk about today? Today's kind of like a mishmash of an episode, I feel like. Um, I want to talk Met Gala books because obviously this is a big hype thing right now on social media um and I just to be totally honest like as a generic statement was very underwhelmed this year who do you think the best dressed was I don't feel like I was underwhelmed I think I don't understand the theme which makes it hard for me to be excited about the so it was in America um What's that word? Oh my God. Anthology. Anthology. Yes. So essentially like the way I, again, I could have this wrong, but the way I understood it is that it's like American, like you, what embodies America? Like I really understood Kim Kardashian's like Marilyn Monroe dress. I think that was Mm -hmm. iconic. I honestly probably just for that reason, because it was so straightforward in a way is my favorite because it just made sense like what's more iconic than the birth the dress that Marilyn Monroe sang singing what war singing happy birthday to the president of the United States like that's just an iconic American moment in my eyes so like that to me made sense also Blake Lively's was an ode to the Statue of Liberty which made sense as well so why did that why was it an ode i don't really understand because it's like an american like when you think of statue of liberty you think of united states 
right okay no i'm not i'm not that fucking dumb (laughs) i mean like the the dress didn't give me statue of liberty vibes it did to me like it had the color kind of in it i mean obviously it was way more fashion and then she had like the little crown thing i the only thing she really didn't have and maybe i missed it she wasn't like holding something like statue of liberty is holding something here's the thing we're canadian so we don't really know the monuments all that well (laughs) (laughs) yeah i um i did i think kim was best dressed and best on theme i feel like the met is just people wear whatever the hell they want and hope that it creates buzz and sometimes it's not even on theme and it doesn't even make sense i know i just yeah sometimes i don't get it either like i don't understand Gigi Hadid's look at all like why she had no. a giant ass puffer jacket like how is that no, it was a sleeping bag yeah like i just didn't get that i was really not into kendall or kylie's looks i i, I like kylie's was a tribute to virgil but i just did not love it so I had a conversation with some friends about this. I actually, like, when I first saw her look, I didn't, like, wasn't like, oh, my God, what the heck? I was like, okay, obviously, it's a tribute to Virgil. Like, I knew that right away. But then someone was like, the hat is really stupid. And I was like, yeah, the hat. Like, I don't really understand the hat with the netting. And then there was a couple photos of her with just the dress and not the hat. And it actually looked really good. And I liked that she was wearing all white gown and then kendall was wearing an all black prada gown i feel like it looked really good together in their photos i actually really liked kendall's makeup look i loved the bleach eyebrows i feel like she slayed the look i think she looked great i just i again i didn't get it for the theme i thought it was just like kind of boring to be totally honest it obviously had like a lot of volume but like i just didn't see it was like the bleached eyebrows were the wow factor and i was just like how is yeah like what eyebrows american what was the american what does anthology mean even anthology is like okay the best way that my brain processes that word is like an anthology tv series so it's like the same thing but different characters like that's an anthology series like um what's that tv show american horror show you know how it's like Mm. the same actors but they're different characters every season like that's an anthology series so here let me actually read it from the dictionary because clearly i'm not very good at this I Googled it and I still feel like I don't understand the theme. It's always like Met Gala always does a theme that could be a published just so in- collection of poems or other pieces of writing. So I guess it's like a published collection of fashion throughout America, which would like make sense with Kim's look again. Only one that I understand. What the heck? I just think the Met Gala themes are always like so vague and can be interpreted in so many different ways and i don't like when people aren't on theme like and why don't we get explanations of the outfits i mean i know it's only the date well that's kind of what i wish we would get and i think sometimes people do post it on like their personal instagrams but um it yeah it definitely is open to interpretation the themes a lot of the time which i get in an extent because like you want the creativity with fashion and people to like think outside the box and the designers to have things to work with um so that everybody doesn't like show up in the same thing but I just I don't know this year's was very underwhelming to me I was um watching and for Kim's look the dress didn't fit her when she first got it and she had three weeks to fit into it and then she was kind of like talking about it on she was doing an interview on the carpet and I don't really I don't really like that she publicly shared this because I don't even know like if it's healthy to even share repeat what she said yeah no i i mean she just shared like her 
diet tricks and I just think we're like 2022 or so over that. I get that you can't alter the dress because it's Mar- like it's literally the one Marilyn Monroe wore and it's a piece of history like you can't alter that but I don't think that she needed to to share that. I mean do whatever your body goals are Kim that's up to you but I don't know. Well I just wish she was just like yeah it didn't fit the dress when we first got it and I had to figure out how to get it to work and then left it at that she didn't need to go into detail yeah or just said like I don't want like what I chose to do for my body was my choice I don't think maybe it's like the right thing to share so publicly but um let's talk about the rest of the Kardashians looks because there was a hot buzz topic I really liked Chloe's look and I think it was definitely like people were either love or hate it I I didn't understand it again for the theme but she looked great yeah, I didn't understand it either. I understood Chris's. She, it was like Jackie O. Like she was yeah, going she for looks, another icon. She looks so good. But I like, love the hair. I, yeah. I I love Chloe's look though. I think she looked amazing. I just, again, didn't really understand it in correlation with the theme. Um, I feel like Chris probably definitely copied Kim's vision. That's exactly <laughs> like, was my first <laughs> Chris always be copying Kim uh went for like a classic old style icon why didn't no one do Princess Diana like just shows up in like a oversized crew (laughs) no because she has so many other bomb outfits but also that's not American it's royal British that is so true okay anyways um Courtney's look um hated it absolutely i mean she's really into and like no shame because i'm like really into showing off that part of a crop top but she's like really into her upper abs right now and yeah i haven't noticed that but Uh, literally okay so what was the what was the two outfits that or she wore it um it was like black the grammys maybe it was something and you were like i'm obsessed with her look and i was like i don't like it oh 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 yeah i know what you're talking about it was like the Something like that. Yeah, I remember. And it had really the cutout it. here. And then, like, two days later, there's another award show, and she had, like, the cape, and there was a cutout here. And now she's at the Met Gala, and there's a cutout right across the top of her ab. She's really into it. So, like, nothing wrong with it. I love a good top ab, top top. I feel like for her height, she has to have some stomach showing, or else she looks really small. Mm, she's definitely worn other things before that, like, didn't show her stomach. Because in that... in the outfit she wore to when she was making it with Megan Fox in the bathroom, I don't think her stomach was showing. No, but Anyways. I think it was skirt. Like, I don't think it was maxi length or like full length. Yeah, I think that when you're wearing a maxi like that and you're short, you have to show some skin or else you're just going to look like teeny And she's already teeny. Yeah, I just didn't like it. <laughs> I liked her look. Um, and then who do you think was worse dressed? Um, I don't know because I honestly haven't seen like every single person's look. I've just seen kind of like the main buzz ones. Um, In your opinion, from the ones you've seen, who do you kind of? I have a bunch of saves. Blocked them out of my yeah. Let me. Okay, so you know what I'm actually really over. I love the the collection but i'm like really fucking overseeing it on like especially for the met i think it was way too safe is the um um the versace pink like the hot pink it's like Mm. everybody's wearing this on red carpets i get it it's a stunning collection but like for the met yeah 
was it are you talking about the guy who was wearing it Sebastian Stan yeah and everybody was like so excited to see him there was another girl I swear who wore it too and I was just like I don't get it okay I think I'm gonna jump in we're stressed oh I know who mine is Okay, should we say on the count of three? Okay, yeah. One. One. Two. two three. Sophie Turner. Cara Delevingne. <laughs> Sophie Turner? Oh, that's a good one. Fucking hated hers. And also... Wait, I need to see. Look at her. What, this is Kara. What page are you on right now? I'll send it to you right now. Okay, um, okay so Sophie... Yeah... I'm sorry, could we not have blended the nipple covers better? I think that's we the have... point, though, because look at her shoulder, too. I think that there's actually, I don't know if I would say this is worse, because I feel like there's probably some really cool symbolism behind this. I just don't know what it is. I feel like it's not flattering. I also that's think why. that she's, okay, this is what I'm getting from it. She's channeling, like, a more masculine um it's something it's got to be something to do with like free the nipple and how men can go topless and like how that how women have been covered up for years throughout america and like in um fashion that's my guess i'm just not on board with this look okay but sophie turner's dude Mm, someone said that she is the sister of morticia adams No, okay, uh, there, I have to scroll way back into my Instagram. I really hope I have a photo of this. She looks like a sandal that I wore to death, like a gladiator sandal back in like 2007, or seven, like 2007 when I was like 17 years old. I worked in the shoe store and I vividly wore these, like the sole off of them. I had them and it literally looks like her dress. I can't, and that's all I can see. And she does look like Morticia Adams. The makeup is not good. Like I love Sophie Turner. She's stunning, but I don't know what happened here or what the vibe was. I'm trying to figure out like what, yeah, how she was trying to be on theme. Um, I feel like this was a really good time for her to like flaunt the bump and get a little more of a flattering dress. Mm -hmm. And it just looks like she doesn't even look like she's pregnant and I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't know. That whole studded thing, it just is. It's the pale as fuck makeup with the dark liner and eyeshadow that makes you look like you're dead with the wavy hair for me <laughs> we're gonna have to do polls maybe she was i know maybe she was going for like a gothic kind of look though i need an explanation i just this is what i mean i yeah like we need we need stories like how when you go to an art show sometimes they have those little stanchion things that have like the story of the mm-hmm. concept i want this pro outfit I am very disappointed in Olivia Rodrigo's outfit. She looks like an elf. I don't understand, again, what the heck. Why do you have butterflies in your ears? But also the placement of the butterflies. She looked like she belonged in Lord of the Rings. It looks like she didn't even brush her hair. Like, she's got to put some air hair oil in there for sure, because it's frizzy as heck. But see, these are, like, all the little details that I feel like probably have symbolism, but we don't get it. Like, her hair is probably meant to, like be this world for the butterflies i don't know can we talk about bella hadid's outfit she's wearing sneakers isn't she nope they're pearl wrap around heels but i feel like again the gothic vibe so is it just because we're canadian and we don't understand like what what yeah what's with the like kendall went black bella went black sophie went black like what what are we missing and then, then, but then the opposite, like Hailey Bieber went. Is it, is it the funeral? 
girl of America. Maybe. And then Haley Bieber went full white satin dress with the nicest train. She looks beautiful. I love Haley Bieber's outfit. But again, like, I feel she's in this this repetitive stage like she did that calvin klein white satin dress and now she's doing a white satin dress i think it's ysl um and i'm like can we just switch it up people and i just want to say i did try and do some research into the theme to try and fully understand it better and to understand why all the metallics were there and i just couldn't so i don't that's why i'm so confused like i literally googled it last night because i was like i want to be prepared for this podcast but they don't really give much information well Yeah, they don't. They just tell you the theme and then they're like, interpret that how you want. But Mm -hmm. like in America, it's an an anthology. So I'm assuming because like I said, it's just different, different publishings or different. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess it's different outfits in America, but like, in my opinion, Kim and Chris got it right. I really liked Cardi B's. This seemed to be a very common theme. I believe she's wearing Versace. I know I'm saying that wrong. Don't come for me. Um, And I noticed a lot of people were, I think it's Versace. Oh, wait, it looks like Fendi as well. But yeah, there was a very common theme of like a gold full dress. Chloe, Cardi B, a bunch of other people did it. Some people did silver. So I'm sure that ties into it. I thought Cardi B's looked snatched. She had like chains all over her arms like they were hand gloves. Oh, she's literally walking with Donatella. So it's definitely Versace. Imagine. You're like, it's Fendi. And then um, last one I want to talk about, unless you have more, is Billie Eilish. Oh, I loved her. I think she looked great. I also think she was obviously on theme. Like I think that hers was cool. And I love that it was all like recycled materials. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, she only used materials that have been already used so that nothing went to waste. And I thought that was very, very cool. Sorry, I'm trying so hard to find these shoes because I just need you to understand <laughs> the fuck about... Oh, I can't. I don't know if I have... Oh, last thing. Last thing. I thought maybe there was a reason for the hat because Nicki Minaj also wore a hat a ball cap the same way that kylie did well i do kind of get it like i do think that like um not to say hats are all like hip-hop culture or like but like sports like i do think hats are a huge part of american fashion it's so interesting it is but okay there's also now everybody's just being like kylie wore a wedding dress what does this mean does that have like any um symbolism i don't know for what like what are, are they she secretly got married i don't know people are they're spiraling do we think it was just like a you know how everyone kind of wears black to a funeral but because virgil's so different she's celebrating his death with wearing white instead an all-white outfit and then she's wearing like the netting because you know a lot of the times people wear the black netting to funerals <laughs> you're really spiraling i am um, it couldn't be a veil it's a funeral net the friendships are like move the fuck on you guys we don't want to hear about this met gala anymore none of your theories make sense no of course they don't we know that it's fine um all right what is next we had we asked for some advice questions from you guys or asked for some questions so we could give you advice on our stories jackie did you get any well i got a couple from my friends trolling me which is sick um so none from None from my personal haters, whatever, you guys. I think people are too scared to write me. 
maybe I don't give off that welcoming energy when it comes to advice. Um, but I did get a couple on what day is it. So let's kick it off with, I'm not going to say who, who wrote it in just out of keeping things private, but someone said, I'm leaving the corporate world to pursue personal passions and feel the uncertainty. How do you deal with that? I mean, it's going to be scary no matter what. Like, I think just acknowledging that and like trying to remember that you don't have to have it all figured out to do it because who wouldn't be nervous and who wouldn't be terrified to quit a stable income to pursue a passion that you don't know how it's going to turn out. Like I, when I started play, I had no freaking clue. I had no savings in my bank account, but I just did it because I just knew I needed to like take a chance on myself and I didn't want to have that. What if? So I think as long as you can be real with yourself and just realize that it's going to take sacrifice and hard work and that you just have to commit and be willing to do that. And if you feel like you don't want to do that, then, or if you just feel like you want to go out with your friends on a Friday night and maybe don't want to work hard to like pursue the passion and give those things up, it might not be the right thing, but if you believe hard enough in it and you want it hard enough, I think anyone can, can do it. Yeah. I think with consistency and putting in the hard work, like Bailey said, like you're bound to be successful. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Like if you're going to put in hundred percent of the work for two years, you're not going to see nothing from that. You'll have something. I also think success is defined so differently by everyone. So just don't compare yourself. Like I think, a lot of people who've like small businesses look at something like Glossier or just a big brand and they're like, that's what I want to be. But I think success is so personally defined. Like you could success for me was like having financial freedom and being able to travel more and do all that. And like my businesses are quite small. So I don't think you have to be striving for this huge, huge thing and thinking that that defines your success. Oh, absolutely. I still struggle with that too. I'm always thinking about like, what's next? What am I going to accomplish next? What am I going to do next? That's going to make me feel fulfilled success wise. And then sometimes, and especially when I'm driving, I literally have to talk myself out of that and be like, Jackie, you worked so hard to get where you are right now. This is what you wanted. Like enjoy this moment and be present in it. And if you're always searching for the next thing, you're never going to be fully fulfilled. But I also want to say like when you're doing something you love, it doesn't feel as much like work. Like you're you're down to maybe stay in on a Friday night instead of going out with your girlfriends because you're working on something you genuinely enjoy and you genuinely love. So it'll be a bit easier and I feel like it'll be less taxing on you mentally if you're in a corporate job that's not your passions and you're not loving it. Also, I get I get that we're privileged saying stuff like that sometimes. It's just, you know, we're just answering the advice question. So yeah. Bailey told me she has a doozy of an advice question. I do. I'm, I'm going to leave it for the last okay. one, though. Okay, go ahead. It's long. Okay, actually, someone just wrote this one in and said, hide a, so- a cold sore or rock it. I'm, not, I'm only reading this, I'm not going to lie, because I had a cold sore, and I got rid of it in like four hours with sage, peppermint, halo. So just... I, okay, wait. So they wrote... <laughs> Can you read the question again? I'm confused. Hide a cold sore or rock it. What's a rocket? Like rocket, like oh. hide it or like rocket and just own that you have was, a cold. I was like, sore. are rockets code for cold sores? <laughs> I don't know. No. Um. Okay. Well, I don't have any advice for hiding them because I don't know if I've ever had one. But I feel like rocking it is just like 
whatever like everyone gets them it's such a weird like shame thing it's one of those really weird strange things also the thing is it's like a pimple like the second you say to someone oh i have a pimple don't look at it the first thing they do is look at it like just if someone sees it who cares what they think like just be confident channel your inner badass and use peppermint halo you know what though i feel like sometimes i feel better when i point those things out myself because it's like no no i'm self-aware like i know i have this pimple or for example i know i have this cold sore like i'm hanging out with friends i'm feeling self-conscious i'm like hey guys yeah just i know there's a cold sore on my face just want to point that out i just feel better yeah that way. i think it depends on the person because sometimes i think people do that as like a defense mechanism and then they get like a little more self-conscious i like i've definitely done that i've done it both ways so i think just whatever works for you mm-hmm. but yeah just rocking it too as well i mean if you're not comfortable with rocking it i've heard that people wear red lipstick to distract from it <laughs> yeah i don't know honestly how to hide one um but how did you get rid of it sis what the heck well, mine wasn't, I don't know if it was a canker sore or a cold sore. It was like in my lip. So maybe that's different. Yeah, usually they're on the outside, I think. Okay, mine was, on, mine was like in my mouth. So maybe it was canker sore. But I read to put peppermint or tea tree oil on it. And I didn't have tea tree oil, but I had peppermint halo. So I just like dabbed it. My whole lip went numb. It was a great experience, but what it do you, worked. What do you mean? You don't have 10-year-old tea tree oil in your cupboard still? I got rid of it after I poisoned you. One time Bailey gave me 10-year-old tea tree oil. 10. I don't think it was 10 it years was. old. I think it was. It was. Okay. It was. And you were like, I... I but s- I haven't even lived in my house for 10 years. Well, you probably brought it from your old place. I don't think so. But uh, it was definitely very expired. Like uh, like five years. Okay, like probably okay. gone maybe 10 years is a reach but i remember it being a large number that it was alarming yeah it was me. very alarming. bailey very. gave me this oil and i like take it because i think i was sick and she was like here this helps and i tried it and i was like this tastes kind of funny and i was like is it expired? oh it was oregano oil it was oregano oh, oil and it was i was like is it expired and she looks at the bottle and she looks at me and she just like shame pure shame and laughter and i was like no no yeah sorry about that you're alive you survived she it's wanted fine. to be a solo podcaster what a great true crime story that would have made death by expired oregano. I actually have something to say about true crime later. Oh, say it now. Okay, well, I've been... See, you guys, this podcast is really all over the place. I meant to include this in the intro. I've been watching the John Gacy tapes on Netflix. I don't know why I do this to myself because we all know I can't even watch Vampire Diaries without getting anxiety. I cannot stop watching it, but my heart is beating the entire time and then I can't sleep. I get scared being in my apartment, even though my doors and windows and everything's locked at night and I don't know what's wrong with me because I did, I've done this with a few true crime shows and it's the worst thing for me, but I can't stop. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, I don't really watch true crime anymore. I, I just... There's shows where I really want to pay attention and I like don't have the time to watch it right now. Um, but I have heard that one's very interesting. And I'm going to finish watching it today. Okay. <laughs> you can do that. And I'm probably not going to sleep tonight. Take a shot. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> um, okay, one more and then we'll get into the doozy of a question. This person says how to deal with a friend falling out. And it is definitely a little broad because obviously I think details can help us give like more specific advice, but I think we could just like give some general tips or like ways to process that. Um, Cause it's not fun. It's stressful, 
but is this the doozy no the doozy is a whole story okay just you wait all right how to deal with a friendship falling out yeah this is very subjective like did you guys just stop talking i think like i yeah i think it doesn't necessarily have to be about the situation i think what i would say is just more tailored to like how to process it i think if you need to talk to someone like therapy is great because oftentimes um again i don't know the situation but i think in every kind of whether it's a relationship breakup or like a friendship breakup or like even just sometimes like job loss i think that there's something internal that we can we all have to deal with that like comes up during those times so maybe you have like i know that i felt like abandonment issues come up for me when i've like lost someone in my life not that they died you know what i mean like relationships ending but so i think for me therapy has always been something that is good when i'm going through like a struggle that intense um and i would say also just be gentle with yourself like surround yourself with any other friends that you have um who make you feel like loved and supported and write gratitude lists if you're feeling like down i think that always helps me realize how much i have in my life when because it's natural when you are grieving something which you do grieve a friendship when you lose it to to focus more on the things you don't have. So I think gratitude lists are really powerful because it helps remind you of like what you do have in your life and the things that you can find joy in. Um, But also just feeling it, like letting yourself feel it and just being okay that there's going to be days that it sucks, that you're going to miss them, that you're going to be reminded of them. I think we all have those people in our lives that something like a song will come on and you'll think of them or like drive past a place and remember something that you guys did together and that's okay but friendships always ebb and flow so i think just as long as you are happy and prioritizing your mental health i think that's okay well i literally was gonna say that friendships ebb and flow and if you're okay with potentially moving forward and just having your friendship look a little different maybe you guys were a lot tighter before talked all the time hung out all the time and now it's distanced and you guys are still able to stay in contact and get together every now and then I think that's completely okay and normal something I always remind myself especially as I get older and I'm kind of like narrowing down like my real friends I have a lot of friends but just narrowing down like my true friends I've realized that like there's people who come into your life for certain periods of time and they're meant to be there for that reason and they may leave but they probably taught you something. I feel like everyone who comes into your life teaches you something. And so just look at it in that sense and just be, if you feel like it's really bothering you and you feel like it's something to do with you, I don't see an issue with asking for a conversation and getting that closure the same way that you do a relationship. So that's also okay. Um, I think all those options are good. Like you can totally, if you're too hurt to address it, don't. If you feel like you can address it to give yourself closure, do. And if you feel like you can work at getting a new friendship and what that new friendship looks for you guys, then amazing. Yeah. It's hard because there are like so many different ways this could, you could be on the side where like you're setting the boundary because you need that friendship to end, or you could be the person who maybe doesn't get the closure, like Jackie said. And I would recommend definitely listening to our episode with Danielle Bayer Jackson. I don't know what episode number it is, but Jackie can link it on stories um, because we talk a lot about like friendship breakups and also 
how a lot of friendships end because people don't even want to have the conversation. So maybe you guys haven't even had a conversation and you're both just like avoiding it and that's caused the friendship to fizzle out. So if it's something where you actually really still want to be friends with this person, maybe you do need to have a conversation. It It's hard and subjective, like we're saying, but I think that episode is a great starting point for sure. Agreed. Okay. Yeah, the next question I just read is definitely career switching from corporate to creativity passion again. So I hope we answered it enough in that first question, you guys. Three people asked the same question, which is just like, damn, I wonder how we could do a whole episode on that topic. Because obviously it's like something people really need help with. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's all just smoke and mirrors, to be totally honest. I think people just, social media makes it look so easy and people share their highlight reels and um that's why I always try to show like the behind the scenes of like whatever the hell I'm doing on my stories as much as I can or like sharing the lists I do of like things you don't see in my photos because I do feel like when you're seeing people succeed you usually find them because of that success you don't find them because Mm -hmm. they're in the trenches working staying up late making those sacrifices so that kind of relatable content and scariness and like where the uncertainty really starts isn't something we see as much because that's the person starting out. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I don't know, maybe try and find like other small people, small people, sorry, try and find other people who are starting out in whatever kind of niche it is. If it's like content creating, find micro influencers and connect with them. Maybe have conversations and you guys can relate and share stuff. Or if it's like a, a small business, like find a small entrepreneur. Like I think that there's, I think connection is so powerful in those and like actually having people to talk about and relate to because doing your own thing and taking a leap on yourself is so isolating. And especially if you are like your own business owner and you don't have a partner, it, when you are up at like one in the morning working, it's just you. So having someone to talk to, and that could be a therapist too. If you can't find anyone, just like, I I think breaking down the walls and talking to people is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last one. Um, The doozy. Okay. So I'm going to read it. You're probably going to have questions and I'll have to read stuff back again because I just know us. But okay. (laughs) So this girl says, just found out yesterday that my dad, who I no longer speak to, had a thing with a woman 40 years ago. She got pregnant and had a son. He never had any involvement and went on to marry my mom and have me and my twin sister. His son found me on Instagram and messaged me because he now has a family of his own with two children and felt we had a right to know we have a brother and a niece and a nephew. He says he tracked down my dad 10 years ago. They met and my dad said they would keep in touch, but he never heard from my dad again. As far as I know, my mom has no idea. And then she puts in like brackets. They are now separated, but were together when he met his son. Bracket. No idea what to do other than that. Other than I know I need to tell my mom. He wants to meet us the brother wants to meet but isn't putting any pressure as he knows this is a completely insane situation wow okay i feel like i actually followed and this is a doozy and so essentially she the daughter knows that the dad had an affair had a a son outside of their family but the mom doesn't know and she is trying to figure out like she knows she needs to tell her mom but she just feels like stuck in an impossible situation which that is so intense well i absolutely agree you need to tell your mom yeah but how i don't know first of all 
I mean, I don't think that no. The right first way of all, thank you that. for writing in this advice. Like, I feel like I was. I wish I was better, well equipped to answer this, and I don't feel like I am. But like, wow, that's a lot that you're carrying. So I hope that you're taking care of yourself too. Um. Ooh, I think like I would approach it one step at a time. Like I would just if it, if this was me, and I'm saying this won't be what's going to work for everybody, obviously. And I've never been in this situation, but if it was me, I think I would have to tackle one thing at a time. So with the brother, I would probably be like, thank you for reaching out. I need time and space to process this and like talk to my mom. And like, I'm going to have to like be the one to tell her this. Cause I don't know if she knows. So until I can't handle that, I don't have capacity to kind of step into something with you yet. And then I would approach it with the mom and just be like, there's no way to say this. Like I realize I'm going to be the one to like share something that's going to hurt you when that's the last thing I ever want to do and have that conversation with her. And maybe you want to, like, if she's struggling, maybe you guys want to go to therapy together or individually, or just have like some resources to help both of you. Because I don't think that that is something anybody is equipped to handle on their own. Um, and then I feel like once you have time and space and can breathe or like come up for air from that, then I would maybe, if you want, visit, revisit like the idea of meeting the brother. Yeah. I feel like that's really good advice. Just one step at a time. I think even to get a little bit like further into planning, potentially reach out to some counselors who specialize in family dynamics and not set up a counseling session before because we never want to force people to go to therapy if they don't want to but just having the connection there knowing you already have a therapist who's already well versed in this kind of conversation to say hey mom like here's what's going on I didn't want to have to do this to you but I felt like I had to tell you we do have this opportunity with this really great therapist if you feel like that's something that is a fit for you I would love to go with you I'd love to support you through this whatever makes you feel comfortable I'll move forward doing and then obviously if in like a few months time maybe your mom's not comfortable with you having a relationship with your brother that is ultimately your choice but I do think you can respect your mom's feelings in the beginning to support her for now and then maybe move forward when she's accepted it more that then have a relationship with them it might not be right away and I don't blame her for that I couldn't imagine the feelings that she might feel from hearing that yeah I don't think that you have to um I didn't even consider how the mom would feel with them having a relationship to be totally honest but I don't think that someone else's feelings should dictate like what you need to do for yourself. I think obviously there's respectful ways to go about it. And if she doesn't want to hear about it or have conversations about it, then that's a boundary that she can set for herself and you can respect that and vice versa. If you don't want to talk about it, then that's a boundary you can set. I think it's all just going to be about communication. And also if there's days, like it's going to ebb and flow. I don't think every day you're going to wake up and feel like you have the capacity to tackle it you're going to have days where you just, it's the last thing you want to think about. You feel exhausted because that's something heavy to carry and to deal with and to digest. So just be gentle with yourself. And if you need to say to like friends and family, like maybe you guys set an emoji and you just say like, if someone texts the Apple emoji, we don't talk about this today. Like no one brings it up. It's a boundary. It's set. You don't have to say the words. So I think emojis are a great, like, way to create a safe space um so maybe that's something you can do 
but yeah, I mean, keep us updated. I would love to hear how it goes. I hope that everything goes positive as it can for this sending you guys all my love because that is well I know it's something obviously hard to carry with you as well so I imagine you're feeling guilt like pressure it's creating like chaos in your life so maybe you could go see a therapist before even telling your mom and get help with how to how to communicate that that could be a good option because I'm sure you're dealing with a lot I couldn't even imagine we never as people like want to hurt people who have raised us so that's tough and I hope everything goes well and also realize that this is not your you causing the pain either you are just the messenger and your mom might be in a little bit of shock at first she might not realize that but I think eventually that's going to obviously become so clear because it it is obviously so clear that you're not the person who is causing the pain you're just the one who unfortunately has to deliver it but I just hope you know that Good luck, friendship. Good luck. Okay. On that note, friends, thank you for listening to another episode of What Day Is It? Um, we have our new merch. If you haven't already shopped it, go over to whatdayisitpodcast.com. We saw a couple bachelorette orders come through. Mm-hmm. So fun. Um, but I'll, we have like other hoodies. It's not all just like bachelorette theme. There's there's some good stuff. Okay, friendships. I know it's been a lot of B&J lately, but your girls are going on a trip next week and we have a lot of fun guests planned. That means less B&J in the coming weeks and more fun guests. We're still going to do our pop culture episodes, of course, but I know it's just been us kind of back to back for a little bit. And I just wanted to promise you that there is more content coming. And okay, with that, make sure you follow us on Instagram at what day is it podcast. Leave us a review on the podcast app wherever you listen to podcasts. Five stars, literally write a review, say something nice, fill up our love cups. And like Bailey said, shop our merch. Did you say the code? I did not. It is WDII, all capitals. If you want 20% off, it's the only place that you will find this code is in this episode. So what is a podcast.com. Again, the code is WDII, all capitals. And make sure you jump to stories today because there 100% will be Met Gala polls, questions about this episode. So it'll be interactive and fun and we want to hear your opinion. We will see you next. What day is it Wednesday? Toodaloo. Mm-hmm.